For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And this is the Tuesday, June 30th edition of the show. That's right, the last day (laughs) in June. We got lots to discuss most of it, not great news. As you, you hate days like this, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to become pessimistic. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of that. Obviously, we like to remain hopeful, and we like to think positively on the show. But, man, you want to talk about some uh, some haymakers today to the psyche. Just not a good thing. Not a good thing. Uh, of course, let's go ahead and dive into all the things that we got to get through. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. You can find all of our picks, previews, podcasts, videos, and social media platforms. If you're watching the show live, that means you are watching on either Periscope, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. You can subscribe to any of those if you would like to, any of the other ones as well. Share the show out. Tell your friends about it. If you want to jump in on the chat, right down there at the bottom left-hand corner of your screen, regardless of which platform you are using, you can jump in on the chat. McKinnon jumps in from overseas. He said, Howdy, fellas. What's going on, brother? Hopefully things are better for you than they are over here because it is bananas. This whole thing has been... I'm just I'm so tired of hearing negative crap, I swear. So, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Leave a nice review, five-star written review over at Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. My preference is Overcast. So, uh, I, I prefer that. It's easier to manipulate the speed and all that kind of mess, but that's just me, you know. But if you're going to leave a review, go over to Apple Podcasts and do that thing. We, uh, we would appreciate that. We are rocking and rolling on the show. It's Tuesday again, June the 30th. So, let's dive into... Round one of the bad news. <laughs> the SEC has postponed media days. It was supposed to be July 13th through the 16th. We were not huge fans of the idea of a Zoom conference anyway, right? Nope. However, that event typically signifies the beginning of the college football season. That's when silly season starts. That's when all the projections and previews, etc., start. And now... We will no longer have that. Now, Greg Sankey did say before all of this happened, when they first announced that they were going to do Zoom and they were not going to have an in-person media days, he said that he would prefer to set it up closer to the beginning of the football season. And I think the purpose here is, we talked about this last week with Ray Tanner, the South Carolina AD, we're not going to have any news in regards to the season until the beginning of August. So this kind of makes sense. However, it still sucks. Chris, when you heard this news, what uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm, 
I thought since it was going to be a Zoom thing anyway, I didn't understand why would you, you know, postpone it or whatever. Like that didn't make any that didn't make any sense to me. Um, but now knowing that, man, they don't really have a lot of news to. Um, I guess, I guess discuss, report yeah. on or talk about because the coaches are going forward as if we're going to be on a regular schedule, but that's just in preparation only. They don't really know what the season's going to look like. And at the same time, I mean, this is really just to preview the season, to that's talk right. about your team, the players that you have, what things have been like over summer workouts, et cetera, because this event happens before fall practice. There was no real spring practice this year. There's not a lot to discuss. You know, incoming freshmen, you hadn't seen a lot of them. So it, it's kind of difficult to figure out exactly what you would be discussing in the middle of July. And I'm sure the coaches had a lot to do with this and said, we haven't, we haven't had camp yet. We haven't had, you know, we've got our strength and conditioning program going. But even that, in some cases, has been shut down, not necessarily in the SEC, but, you know, across the country, FBS programs are shutting down, quarantining for a little bit to figure out, okay, when can we bring everybody back? What can we do to make sure everybody is conditioning correctly going into the season? If you're in the SEC and you've got kids back on campus, you're going through your workouts, you're going through everything, but you haven't had a camp yet, there's nothing to talk about. No. So while it sucks, I do get it, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it does, in fact, suck. We, I have no idea when silly season is going to start, when the whole projection season will begin. I, I've got all my football books. i got all my preview magazines other than Phil Steele. I'm, but I don't know what I'm prepping for. And that, that's what's terrifying, right? It, you and I, this, college football is our thing. We are working with Sportsbook Review this year. We really want a college football season, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how things go. We will see how things go. With that said, we'll move on into the next topic here, and that is college football's projections for the season. And when we say projections, we're talking about the not good kind. Uh, Dennis Dodd over at CBS Sports wrote a very interesting article, and this is the headline. It says, Coronavirus in college football, hospitalizations, deaths projected by data analysts if FBS plays in 2020. It says COVID-19 does not discriminate and young athletes are not immune to complications. So, depending on who you want to listen to in the media, you can go through and find whatever positive stuff you want to find, right? It doesn't really affect young people. It doesn't it the death rates are more for elderly people in nursing homes, etc. And it's people that have pre-existing conditions and people that, you know, you can see all of this. However, when you look through and, and see there's, you know, one out of every however many people that will be drastically affected by this virus, and we have no way to stop it, right? We do have some ways of fighting it right now. We do have remedies, I guess you could say, but we don't really know what's going on. Damien and Matt jumped in. One said, sup. The other said, what's up? How are you fellas doing over on the YouTube so here's, here's the questions with college football. It says, ever since the coronavirus pandemic started a few months ago, most of the talk in the college sports space has centered around beginnings. When can we practice? When can we play? When can we hug? And when we can hold a college football again? Uh, noted University of Illinois computer science professor 
has some troubling data to consider regarding widespread infection and even death. Dr. Sheldon Jacobson told CBS Sports he expects a 30 to 50% infection rate of the approximately 13,000 players competing in FBS this season. Based on his research, he also projects three to seven deaths among those players due to COVID-19. He said a few of them could end up in the hospital and you'll have a small number who could die. I don't want to sugarcoat it for you. I just want to give you the facts. If everybody comes together under normal circumstances, we will probably see that kind of outcome. He made his projections from CDC data that estimates one death per thousand people who have symptoms in the college age group, and that's 18 to 22 years old. Taking into account that range in medical care provided for football players, the death rate would actually be lower than the general population, Jacob said. Uh, He stressed those numbers could change. Based on the available statistics, less than 1% of the U.S. population has been diagnosed with coronavirus. Approximately 5% of the 2.6 million cases in the U.S. have resulted in death. Obviously, not everyone has been tested. However, with students assembling in large numbers on campuses in the fall, it ramps up the overall risk and likelihood of infection. He said, I guarantee someone is going to die. That is insane. I mean, it's you can't guarantee somebody will die. But, but here's the thing. I don't even know how to ask this without sounding like, I'm not a crazy skeptic and a science denier. Okay. I'm not, I'm not that guy. How many college students die every year? A lot. I mean, alcohol poisoning, you know, just, just in, just in vehicle deaths. I mean, are just random heart attacks. You know, if three people die out of every college student athlete, that's, that's sad, but I don't, here's the problem. If they, they die they'll die COVID, from other things. If they if they die of COVID only, and they only got COVID because they came back to play football, then yes, you can actually trace it to something that could have been prevented that we shouldn't that we just shouldn't have done. Um, they would they would be alive, and therein lies the situation of it's then it's more important to not do that thing. Right. Um, right. Uh, the, the chat absolutely blew up, by the way. Let me let me dive in, and, okay. and maybe you can jump in on some of these. Matt All said right. politicians are just trying to lower the burden of Medicare by taking out people over 65. I, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, Matt said, Matt Miller said, can we stop listening to the projection data? They've been wrong the whole time and way off in most cases. Also, positive note, deaths are still down 80% as a nation since April. Uh, yes, I agree with you. Well, that that is correct. By the way, is every projection we have heard on this thing has been dead ass wrong and way over grossly inflated. So if this is grossly inflated and it's three to seven, there is a world in which we could have zero. Yes, and now don't forget again, like you were just talking about, there are still players that may die during the season or before the season. From things other than this, well, like, there, there are kids that do it every year. Yes, I mean every every year. Just just less than three weeks ago, here in Olive Branch, three Mississippi State students died in a random car accident, single car accident by themselves, hurt no one else. But we don't know what happened. We don't know, you know, somebody texting driving. We don't know. Nobody else was involved. They didn't have alcohol or anything in their system. They were just driving home and didn't make it home, and their car was found on the side of the road. 
And that, that's know? just one thing. I mean, they, uh, what was the kid's name at Maryland? Jordan McNair, yes. I want to say. That, yes. now, that, that's so, a heat exhaustion thing. Now, yeah. that, but that death shouldn't have happened. That death should no, not have No, it shouldn't happened. have happened, but it happened because of football. There are a ton of things that could happen, and and now you just toss one more in there. I'm not saying to take COVID-19 lightly. I'm saying. No, no, you and I have taken it very seriously. Yeah. And we agree with taking it seriously. Yes, and I think that you can still take it seriously and play football. Uh, McKinnon said something to think about. The head of the CDC in the U.S. has come forth and said, the virus is likely much more widespread than we previously thought, just highly asymptomatic, which also drives down the death toll by a considerable number. Yes, if you look at the death rate right now, it really, it's like 0.05% or 0.5%, whatever it is, if you count in all the antibody tests, right? Really, they are projecting that it is 10 times worse than we thought it was, and not worse, but 10 times more people have had it, which would mean over 20 million people have had this virus. And now we don't know how many deaths there could have been from that. My guess would be not that many, you know, either way. Uh, uh, and hang on now. I we, we don't want to just count deaths, okay? If somebody is hospitalized with this thing and their lungs are jacked up, we, we don't know the long-term effect of that. Yeah, I want football more than anybody. I want us to get back to sports. Today I'm feeling very pessimistic because I feel like we we are so close to being there and everything that I love and I'm waiting to see happen is I feel like falling by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah, it's Yeah, you had some stuff planned uh, for this week as a matter of fact. So, yes, yeah. I was supposed to be going on vacation and that is no longer happening. Yeah. Um well, listen, that's a that's a that's a minor thing. Middle class, you know, rich person's problem. Okay, I yeah. don't have a real problem. I have a problem that I don't get to go take a break. Everybody, we have eighty percent of the country not working, and I've worked through this whole thing. I would like a break. I'm not going to get that break. That's okay. It's part of it. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that. Uh, McKinnon said, "Hell, I guarantee at least one collegiate athlete or football player dies every year. It happens literally every year." Yeah, we. Just hit on that. Uh, Matt said those kids are much more likely to catch something from them ladies on campus that bleach won't kill. Uh, yeah, 100%. True, but that won't kill you and usually won't hospitalize you. This is uh, this is very true. Damien said government doesn't give a damn about us. That's why they're trying to kill us. Why do you think there's a limited amount of tests happening? It's because they want to take us out one by one. Ooh, we got some conspiracy theorists in this Mama. Joker today. Folks. Uh, <laughs> Matt said people got an 82% chance of catching these hands upside the head. And then McKinnon said, NYU basketball player was shot and killed last weekend. Yeah, there you go. And Ben said, the students should not be pressured to play and should get a free redshirt if they want. We agree with that. Oh, no, that, that uh, we, are, we are lockstep and draw on, no doubt. Yes. No doubt. Yes, 100%. If they choose to not play, they get a free redshirt. Yeah. Uh, Scott Shearer said, notice a lot of the athletes who are in amazing shape have been asymptomatic. Yeah. A ton of people that got this thing have been asymptomatic. All like, of the college kids that have come back to campus and like it's it is spread through Baton Rouge and and Clemson are the two like most famous or whatever right now. At least football program wise, and football yeah. wise that that we have hard numbers on, and not a single kid has even experienced minor cold symptoms. Like the definition of asymptomatic, which is a good thing. These are these are not bad things, but. There's still things, and I don't know what they mean because I'm not a decision maker, and I I just want something in life to come home to outside of 
people who live here and who love me. I understand. I understand that completely. That's a, oh. It, oh, Obi Matt jumps in again and said, the masks are the government's way to give everybody vaccines. Um, and then Damien said, all the statistics are nothing but a bunch of BS to scare people. Yeah, yeah, we, we got, I love the conspiracy guys. I love you. I'm right there with you, fellas. I, it, trust me, we're on the same side here. Um, <laughs> Matt Miller said, if I was a coach privately, I would, trust, uh, I would try to push towards herd immunity. I, hey. Well, I think, I, I mean, I really be. do believe that's what Dabo's doing and that's what Coach O's doing. I mean, I, I, I might be wrong on that. I think the reason the numbers went from 5 to 20 to 35 in both those places is is I think they're like, oh, uh, Ray's sick? Yeah, send about nine dudes in Ray's room right now, all right? Yep. You guys just hang out for the weekend. Uh, so, along with uh, this one guy, Jacobson, from the University of Illinois, that was doing the projections. Uh, Jacobson's estimates were backed up by Dr. My, or, excuse me, I cannot talk. Dr. Michael Sag, professor of medicine and infectious disease at UAB. He said, that's not a hard projection to make now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. Any death would be horrible. More than a couple would be a shame, actually. So, yeah, it, while it is, while it's all terrible and whatnot, it, we're still sitting in the same Ben said, I don't know about those conspiracy theories. It, we're just appeasing everybody. Ben, it's okay. It's okay. Let everybody have their own free thoughts. That's what we're here for. We're here to have fun. Have a good time. And these kind of numbers and these kind of things are not uh, having fun. So, at, with all of this, I think we are still in the same situation that we were before. We don't really know the long-term effects of this virus. We don't really know what is going to happen with the college football season. And it's more or less determining... Is it worth the risk to the players? Is it worth the risk to the coaches? Is it worth it to basically everybody? And if anybody doesn't want to be a part of it, it should not be held against them going forward. But I hope that we do have a football season. Is that fair to say, Chris? Yeah, that's 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 kind of how we feel. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what goes. Uh, McKinnon said, as a side note, since I've been MIA from the show, just had to poke fun at Chris that his two quarterbacks for his love Pats. Are both Auburn alums? War I'm Eagle, a, good sir. You always act as if I hate Auburn. No, it's me. me. He knows the world differently. the The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I have never hated Auburn or had disdain for Auburn whatsoever. Nope. Nope. That's just all me. That's all me. Uh, Matt Miller said, "If you can catch this thing twice, this was all just a big waste of time, money, and pain." Yeah, that would be an that'd be a real shame. For Dabo and Coach O, if oh you get no, twice. yeah, a hundred percent, they will be kind of found negligible. Is there is there a chance that one of their kids gets sick to a point where those coaches could lose their jobs? It, it's possible. we're talking two national championship winning coaches, but it, it, one might be the most beloved person in the state. Only if you could prove that they tried to get the kids sick. That's yeah. the only way that you could and. and I mean, how do you prove that, really? Well, I mean, that, that, if if the coaches say, "Hey, I, if the players say I was I was told to go in Ray's room because Ray was sick and they wanted me to catch it," like, well, in that case, yeah. Uh, but I think they got to be they got to be smarter about it than that, right? No, they're not going to be smarter about it than that. That's exactly how it's going to go down. Why can't Ray play video games tonight? Oh, he's sick. I want you go in there and play with him anyway. He's fine. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. He he said he wasn't feeling nothing. It's all good. Good gracious. All right, let's jump off college football forward just a little bit. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We'll dive into a little Major League Baseball here. Ian Desmond, Rockies outfielder, says that he is sitting out the 2020 season. And it is a combination. Of, it, it, it's a little bit of everything, isn't it? Well, I, I'm going to go through, and now he he has a really long Instagram post, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, but it was you, social you can issues. Go find it anywhere you want. Yeah, it's a, you can find him on Instagram. You can find it. I mean, you just search Ian Desmond sitting out on Google, and it's everywhere. Uh, Matt said, "Hey, Matt Miller said, just have them all drink from the same cup." Talking about football players. Yeah. yeah. Smart idea. Smart idea, and in, in that case, I mean, you can't blame it on nobody at that point. Uh, with a pregnant wife and four young children who have lots of questions about what's going on in the world, home is where I need to be right now, said Desmond in his post. Uh, he hit two fifty five last season with 20 home runs. He was projected to be a starting outfielder this season. He said yeah. in his post that instead of focusing his attention on Major League Baseball in 2020, he will be spending time with his family and will spend time helping his old little league and, quote, working with everyone involved to make sure we get Sarasota Youth Baseball back on track. It is what I can do in the scheme of so much, so I am. Uh, It's social issues. It's the COVID issues. It's family. It's everything else. Scott Shearer jumps in on YouTube and said, Ian Desmond is the first of many. That's why we wanted to talk about this today. Both of us believe he will be the first of many that decides to sit this out. Chris, what was the other quote that you sent me that, like, we are in a labor war? Yes, so he first he first he talks about the racial inequality that's happened in baseball. He is a mixed player. Um, I don't know if he identifies as black or not, but he he might identify as mixed. I don't know. Um, but but it is the racial inequalities that have affected him. And he says the biggest thing that he addresses in in his statement is not necessarily of race, but he's a hundred percent right on what he says. Baseball in America has become a rich person sport. And if you are not a person of wealth, it is very hard to play at a competitive level and continue to grow and and have projections towards college and the pros Um, because it is a very expensive sport to play at a competitive level. Yes. Um, And, and, and so he addresses that inequality more so than race in his thing. Uh, Then he does talk about the safety of COVID and then, in there, he he speaks to his fellow players and says, we're in a labor war right now with the owners, and I'm not going to be a part of it until this is all settled. So this is a this is something with a lot of nuance, and it seemed very articulate and very well thought out. And he said, look, it's almost one of those things where he waited out, and maybe if it was because of the inequality and none of these other things were going on, I think maybe he would have played and tried to address these things. Maybe if it was just COVID and nothing else going on, he might have tried to play. But I think the collaboration of everything, he thought, this is too much. I'm going to step away. Ian Desmond, so you don't know, if if you're a baseball guy, you know who Ian Desmond is. Ian Desmond was an elite-level player a few years ago, okay? Yeah. Um, now, his, 
he's getting older. Okay. He's on the backside of his career. That's what base. It's one of the biggest labor problems baseball has, by the way, is your most productive years. You make nothing. And then in the past teams used to pay for past performance. And then teams got smart and was like, why the hell am I paying Frank for something he did last year? No, 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 no. I'm not giving you $10 million in the future because of something you did in the past. But it's, no, 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 it's like doing that. the NFL with running backs. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. I, I wonder, are the NFL running backs strong enough to ever hold out to do something like this? I don't think they are. Uh, so they're just going to bite the bullet. This is an entire sport thing. Um, but, yeah, he has passed his prime, but uh, was a very, very good player. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was interesting. I think we're going to see others sit out because of COVID. I don't know that anybody else is going to sit out for any of the other reasons. Maybe some guys feel strongly enough about the labor situation to do it as well. Um, most baseball, if you follow baseball last several years, you know it just doesn't have a gigantic American black population. That there are a few players, it's it's really really small, and it's something Ian wants to address and fix. That goes to the money issue of baseball. Is is baseball is not being played in the inner cities at a competitive level? You got rec leagues everywhere, but but you don't have the proper coaching, you don't have the proper equipment, you don't have the best of anything, and most of the kids don't want to play it mainly because of all those other things. Um, and, and, and we, we need to find a way to get it back because I love baseball. I think it's a great game. Yeah. Still. No, I, I agree. He, uh, Desmond has made over $76 million no, in his career thus far. Um, and that's, that's part of the thing why he's able to do this, right? Like, he's made his money for the most part. Now, I will say this. Uh, his base salary for this season, $15 million. His salary for next season is $8 million. And then in the last year of his deal, which is 2022, it is $15 million then as well. So he's still got $38 million left on his three-year contract. You know that he's retiring. Contract. But the CBA is going to change next year. I yeah. think this year is the last year of the CBA, and that's why they're trying to get this league this year in and then collective bargain next year. And so a lot of things are going to change next year. You have got that right. Let's dive off of that, and let's talk about things that could be changing as well. We're going to switch sports uh, well, before we do that, hold on. Damien Estrada said, I don't think any of these athletes should sacrifice just to keep us entertained if they aren't getting any assurance of their safety. I don't care if they're famous. That makes millions. They are still human, uh, like us. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely agreed. But at the same time, uh, you want that for everybody that is capable of working right now, et cetera, right? It, it, well, the so here's the deal. Hang on, hang on. Here's the deal. I completely agree with that. They shouldn't have to do it. There is another part of me that thinks they also shouldn't be forced to not do it if they need that money and want the work yeah. and want to play. If they want to show up and get paid, now this is professional sports because college sports we know are above the fray of paying their labor. Um, but but the pro guys, if they would like to show up and play to get that paycheck, I I think they should have the right to do it as long as – and it is the responsibility of the employers, the leagues – to, to make sure they can do it safely and to provide a, a safe opportunity for them to do it. Uh, that might mean the players making some sacrifices in the NBA, get into a bubble and that type of situation. And it's a little more uncomfortable and you got a lot of restrictions and I get it. But if you want to play and make the money, then you should have the right to do that as well. Yes, I, I agree. 
Now, it, there is a, a big difference between the uh, Ben jumps in. He said, if they want the money, they can go Gronk and join the WWE. And not everybody has that opportunity. Uh, nope. But it, here's the thing. What what's the difference between uh, the WWE safe, any safer than than the? Well, that's NBA? what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, what is the difference between uh, doing it safely and doing it as safe as possible? Yeah. Right. So, is as safe as possible uh, effective enough? Is that you know what what limit are we putting it on? Because there may not be a vaccine for this until early next year. So, it, people that are out of jobs are they just completely out of jobs until? until we get a virus or until we get a, a vaccine like that. That's where the question comes in. Like does MLB have to completely stop if there is a surge in cases, if they're not going to go into a bubble, like it, the NBA, if there's a surge in get, well, you know what? This kind of leads us into the next topic. So let's dive into that. We're going to swap sports. We're going to talk NBA. Adam Silver had a discussion today said that they are on track, but the coronavirus spread may stop the NBA again. Uh, this is Om Young Duke. I hope I said that right. ESPN writer. Uh, McKinnon said, I mean, how much of MLB profit driven off ticket sales versus TV income? I know it's not remotely close in the NFL. I honestly don't know. Well, here's the MLB. Uh, they make a lot more on the regional stuff, right? Ticket sales, merch, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, they still, they got some good TV deals. Like, they, they still got money. It's no big deal. Um, so, with the NBA, it says, with coronavirus cases on the rise in the United States and some teams recently closing their facilities due to positive cases, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver remains, quote, pretty confident about the NBA's plan to safely resume play, but admits that a spread in the NBA community could bring the league to a halt again. During an appearance on Time 100 Talks, Silver was asked if there is any chance the NBA does not go to Orlando, Florida as planned due to the surge in coronavirus cases or if it is still full steam ahead to resume play at the end of July. He said, uh, never full steam ahead no matter what, Silver responded to Time. One thing we're learning about this virus is much is unpredictable, and we and our players together with their union look at the data on a daily basis. If there was something to change that was outside of the scope of what we're playing for, certainly we would revisit our plans. Um... This is a, a another incident that's, you know, what are we going to do here, right? Like, I'm kind of at a loss. I, I didn't really know how I wanted to attack this. I just knew it was a massive issue because we have been talking about how the NBA could be back, you know, as early as the beginning of May had they gone on and done this. And with the surge in cases in the United States right now, while the median age of the people being infected is much, much lower, and the deaths are down tremendously. We got cases that are that are spiking back up, and nobody knows what the long-term effects of this are. Like, how does this affect the lungs? How does it, It's all the stuff that we've already talked about. I think as soon as they isolate in Orlando, it is the best position to be in. Like, it, Maybe I'm crazy. Chris, do you think I'm nuts for this? I, if you're in a bubble, I don't yeah, know how many I times know, we've been it, over this. It, like once, And they said this before. We believe people are going to have it. We know people are going to have it once we get them in the bubble and they isolate in the bubble. They feel they've got the bubble as clean and as sterilized as it's possibly going to be. And they feel like no more cases will come in and nobody else will get it once they get to the bubble. The problem is, is we got to find a way to get us to the bubble with everything surging right now. 
This is one of those situations where had they done this a month ago, we don't have the surge. Everybody's in the bubble. Everybody's as sterile as possible. Everything is clean and neat and packaged the way they need it. And we are already doing this, but they've waited so long. I did the same thing when planning my vacation. It's just, I thought the long, the longer I kick this out, the better it's going to be because I didn't think we were going to get a surge or a spike this soon. We all thought October, November, we'd see another wave, but nobody thought immediately it was going to just go right back up. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, Scott Shearer jumps in on YouTube, said the quicker they isolate those guys in Orlando, the better. Obviously, if you wait until late July, it's only raising the risk of guys getting infected. Well, here's the deal. They're all going to Orlando within the next week or two. Yeah. Like, that's that's the deal, is they're getting down there for a training camp, and then they start playing at the end of July. McKinnon jumps in. He said, out of all the professional sports, I feel the NBA is by far the easiest to control in regard to quarantining players because it's of team just, size. This is a volume of players. Yeah, team size and playing location. Yeah, yeah. I mean... This is a sheer volume of players. You're just dealing with less people. It's just easier to say, you nine people, that's, that's all you got that's playing, okay? Nobody's running 10, 12-man rosters. They got rosters, but those guys aren't touching, touching the court, especially not when the playoffs start, all right? Nobody's got a 12-man rotation. Yeah. You nine people, go sit in that room and, and hang out. That's it. We're going to bring food to you. You watch TV. You do whatever you want in that room. That's the list. It's a really nice room, by the way. We're not sticking you in a hole. It's not a cell. It's a, it's a really nice room. But you get to go over there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're still going to get paid. Still, yeah. Damien jumps in. He said, why not relocate to Vegas or on an island? Well, I mean, UFC got the island. But at, as far as relocating to Vegas, I mean, you're still going to have the same problems getting them into I, the bubble. People are like, afraid of Orlando being in Florida. And they associate with the problems with the Rona in Florida and it's going to get to Orlando. If you're in a bubble and nobody is getting in, we're not. We're forgetting the fact that randos off the street aren't coming into your bubble. Okay, nobody's running to the gas station for a pack of cigarettes and some bubble gum. Like that's not happening. Well, I think I think he and and other people that are questioning this is you still have to be able to get into it. Like there's not a there's not an airport to get into Disney World. Right, you're not just flying directly into the bubble. You still no, have to go through. They're flying private. What are you talking about? They're not going through the airport at the. No, no, no. I know they're flying. Like they're Disney flying World? charter, but you still have to go through several no. locations to be able no, to get to. No, 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 no. These people are going to walk off. They're not going through a jetway. They're not going through a terminal. They're going to walk off. They're going to walk down the stairs of that plane. They're going to hop into a limo or a bus, and it's going to take them to the to the arena. They're going to take them where they're going. These people are not walking through Orlando's airport. No, no, no. I agree. Crazy? Agree. No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is you're still going to have to go through, whether it's a driver that's from Florida or whatever, you're going to run into people somewhere along the yeah, way. I, but I assure you that person, the people that are – Adam Silver has talked about this. Everybody from the people who prepare the food, the clean your rooms, that, that, that are going to be around working, they all have to have agreed to live in the bubble as well. Yeah. These are not people that are going home to their families. That driver is going to be the driver that drives the bus from the hotel to the arena where they play because they've got multiple courts across Disney World. They're not all right next to one another. And he's going he's gonna to be responsible. She's going to be responsible for taking them. She's going to live in the bubble. 
I wonder how much those employees at Disney are going to make. I mean, it's got to be a, probably not a great deal. Okay? Uh, but I, but I would bet it's more than they usually get. Well, yes, I'm, I'm sure yeah. they're getting some type of hazmat pay for having to deal with the extra pain in the ass. But if you were a $15 an hour employee, you're probably getting time and a half. So it's it's not as if these people are going to walk away from this thing making a hundred grand. No, no, no. Okay. Of course not. Of course not. Uh, Scott Shearer said, "Who's keeping an eye on James Harden to make sure he doesn't go to the club?" Uh, well, I think that's his team's responsibility. Yeah, I really do. I, I think once they get to the bubble, it is on the team to control their own individual players. And if well, and, somebody and the league has punched out of the bubble, yeah. then guess what? You bounced. But You're the, out. Yeah, they they have said that they are. Uh, there are some serious issues, yes. some serious uh what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Punishments. Repercussions, punishments, yeah. yeah. Um McKinnon said, Hell, I just quarantined over here for two weeks with about eighty soldiers, and while it was inconvenient, it wasn't the end of the world by any means. Test of no. the day we got there, test the two guys are gonna be left. quarantining with the best of the best. They're gonna yes. have workout equipment. They're going to have the best food in the world brought to them. They're going to have some of the best rooms to stay in. I mean, you know, they're, they're not going to the to the pop resort, all right, at Disney, the, the the low budget resort that we're all squeezing our family into so we can afford this trip. I know okay. the the Grizzlies are going to be in the Grand Floridian. So yes, and it's and, and, and I would bet that we got one of the worst draws, okay, uh, because we're the Grizzlies. No, actually, uh, the Grizzlies were in tier two. So, oh, wow. That yeah. surprises me. I don't know how we got that. So, well, because right now the Grizzlies are in the playoffs. Like, it was based on record. Like, who has the likelier chance of staying Make here longer? That's fine. So, But anyway, there's enough rooms at all of the deluxe resorts and the premium, like, super premium resorts where, where they can house all 32 teams and all of these guys and, and not run out of great elite-level rooms. And these, these are the... Resorts. They've got three of them. They're massive. And, yes. And stadium one. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. All right. Let's dive off of that. Let's jump into the last topic of the day. And we're getting back to college football. Did it uh, write my time down here? Hang on. I want to go back to that by a minute. We didn't even address the fact that the reason we're worried about it shutting down again oh, is because. Yeah. The Nuggets uh, literally had down. to shut down their operations today because they've had a spike go through their organization. And that's, that's only the Nuggets today, but there are other ones. Others that, that, that are, have we, we think are going to end up doing this as well. The Pelicans yeah. had three more people test positive today that weren't in the original test. Um, the Nuggets, like I said, organization completely shut their facilities down to everybody. Yeah. No players, no coaches, no staff, no nobody's getting in there at all. Um, so this is why we are worried about the NBA getting started back. We're so close, and I feel like we're, we're going. We're, something's going to happen. We're going to miss out. Uh, Damien jumps in. He said, "What if their driver or the uh, people at the hotel get infected by the virus? They don't show any symptoms. Uh, blah 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 blah. What what a he said. What but the hell are you supposed bubble. to do? Then? They're That's in the we, bubble too. Yeah, we like, just, they're going to be checked just like the players yeah, are going to be checked. We, we just talked about. They're that. not going home. Yep." No, no, they're they're all in the bubble as well. We got nothing to worry about with that. So the NBA is taking precautions on that. So yeah, this was part of the deal that they made to work with these players and to and to take on this situation. Do you have enough people that can live on on campus? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're a little. I would have volunteered terrified. if I was an employee at Disney. 
I'd have been raising my hand immediately. I'll, I'll gladly leave my family for three months. I love them, love them, but I just spent the last four with them. Okay. I'll, and, and then by the time we get there, it'll be five. I, I will gladly spend three months away. And making, and I'm betting making that time and a half. When you're done with that three months, I'm going to bet there's a nice vacation that's at least owed to you. Oh, yeah. And and you're making time and a half. And so, you're probably making time and a half. And I'm going to bet it's not an eight hour shift and you go home. I bet you're getting a lot of hours. I bet I bet they're twelve hour shifts. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So you're talking you're talking about a massive, massive increase in these people's pay. I would have I would have absolutely volunteered for this. Yes, yes. I I I think I might agree with you. I think I might agree with you. Uh, McKinnon said, "All right, boys, got to get back at it. Love and miss y'all. Keep killing it. Hey, we love you too, buddy. Keep doing what you're doing. We're uh, we're thinking about you over there. We appreciate your service, of course." Let's dive into the last topic, college football. Akram Wadley, former Iowa running back from 2014 through 2017, said that he regrets playing for Iowa, and then he came out and blasted the program. Now, we kind of thought that everything had settled down with Kirk Ferentz's program after they got Chris Doyle out of there. But this is what he said in several different Twitter posts. He said, I felt like playing for Iowa football was a living nightmare. He said, my time at Iowa has done things to me that I am not going to discuss because knowing how these people treated me and other black athletes, I am done giving them power over me. But if I could do it all over again, I wish I never played for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I would not encourage any future athletes or parents to send your kid to go play for the Iowa Hawkeyes under the current coaching staff. And then these were the allegations that he made. Being repeatedly asked by Brian Ferentz, who is Kirk's son and the offensive coordinator, if he planned to rob a liquor store or a gas station whenever he was seen wearing a team-issued wool cap, being targeted along with other black players for not gaining enough weight during the season, being ordered to complete 20 hours of community service by Brian Ferentz for unknown reasons, according to a text message allegedly between Wadley and Director of Player Development Broderick Benz. Uh, and the text messages are, are crazy. So, it's like, there's... There's one here that says, hey, this is Coach Brian. Um, Brian gave you the hours. And Akram said, he gave me 20 hours? That's a lot of hours. And he said, I don't know what you did. So then Akram responds back and said, has he told you what for? And he said, no. This is weird stuff, right? This is, if you're an Iowa football fan and you thought it was over, this is not a good look. Uh, What what are your thoughts here? No, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. We love Kurt Ferentz, and and it, he, we thought that he got by and was willing to change a lot of things, and that's fine. But at some point in time, did you do enough to justifiably be fired? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, let's see. Despite his success, however, widely claims he and other black athletes were targeted by Ferentz, his son, and Doyle the latter of whom disputed the negative experiences shared by roughly 50 former Iowa players, most of them black. Um, This is, I'll say, Ben jumps in. He said, he's a total liar. Check his background. It's awful. Now, I haven't seen anything about that. No, I haven't haven't dug into that yet either. This is really weird stuff to lie about. You know, like this is, if you're going to come out and make allegations like this, along with the text messages to prove it, yeah, that's some kind of crazy stuff. Like I, I mean, maybe maybe he is exaggerating some things, but it's still not a good look. All right, hold on. Ben said, "Hold on, let me explain." You go ahead and type it in there, buddy. Uh, here is let's see. 
In a statement to the Des Moines Register, Iowa's athletic department said that Ferentz would not comment publicly on the matter. Ferentz previously held a press conference and released a video promising change following the widespread allegations within the program. This is the statement. Coach Ferentz believes that meaningful change takes time and a thorough, independent examination is already underway. He remains committed to creating a more inclusive culture for all of his players now and in the years to come. Now, that does sound good, but um, I really hope Ben jumps in here quickly because I would love to know what is so bad about what Akram Wadley has done. Um, but yeah, they, this stuff does sound, you know, it sounds good, but it's also, I just, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think of this anymore. You you know me, I bought an Iowa t-shirt, man. I've, I've gambled on them so much over the past four years. It's It's just a matter of, Regardless of if this is true or not, if other people are coming out and saying they had similar experiences or all of them lie, therein lies the issue. You've got 50 people, 50 former players, or current players and former players, that all discuss different allegations, different experiences that made them uncomfortable, that made them not happy with the way that things are. And it's why we ask the question is, is Kirk Ferentz, not responsible for this. Like, can you just pay off a strength and conditioning coach and get him to go away and the head coach get none of the blame? No, no. They, they fired the strength and conditioning coach. All right, here we go. All right, so Ben jumps in. He said he knew exactly what the hours were for when he threw house parties every weekend. It had a 1.4 GPA. He didn't follow training regiments. This is all documented stuff. Even still, part of the reason he could have been acting like that might have to do with the way that he was treated from the moment that he got there. Like, it, who am I to say what, you know, how things were going and what led to one thing? All right, Ben said one more thing, and we'll let we'll let Ben close out the show today. <laughs> I'm enjoying hearing about this, but I, I just, I, that was a poor use of that word. I'm not enjoying hearing about it. I am intrigued. I'm intrigued. I don't enjoy hearing this stuff because you would hope that we are past this as a society. But... I am very curious. I would like to know more about what is going on with this situation. Uh, when we saw it about Akron Wadley, I mean, again, we all thought that the Iowa situation was over, that they were going to move on, they were going to change the culture in the program, they were moving on with a new strength and conditioning coach, and instead, he's he's throwing a lot of allegations about the former, or not former, about the coach's son, about the coach's son and the offensive coordinator. So... You know, I don't know what to make of it. I'm glad that we don't have this, you know, rampant. We've got it at Oklahoma State. We've got it at Iowa. Um, Here we go. Ben said he begged Iowa to give his brother a scholarship, and they said no, so that obviously has something to do with it. Again. It could. could. I mean. mean, It it, it could. I don't know. I mean, it it could totally do that. But who are we to say why he would come out with allegations like these, Uh, especially – he said he also scammed his own fans out of apparel. Eh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to dig into this. I'll figure this out. But I, I'm not going to, you know, just trash the kid. Uh, ben said it's fishy, that's all. Yeah, it, look, it could be fishy. Uh, you know, again, I've said it a thousand times now, already. Did he say that there's 50 other players, or do we have documentation? No, no, no. This is all the, the former players and whatnot that came out on Twitter talking about Doyle and the program itself. So uh, most of them were talking about Chris Doyle. 
I don't remember any of them. I mean, I guess to my knowledge, all of them seem to be appeased by Doyle's firing. Yeah, I think they they all wanted the culture changed. Yes. So So, this this is this is the first person to come back after that with still hate and vitriol and anger and frustration. Towards the program, yeah, this is nearly. So if anybody else does later. it, then there's then there's more smoke, and there's probably something really to look into. Um, you know, these are damning things to accuse somebody of, and and to be saying, if they're legit, it's a problem. It needs to be addressed and and looked into. If we're gonna change the future, that's fine. We're already changing the future. Okay, yeah, we're already doing that. What we got to find out is 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 what happened in the past so bad that. There is no change in the future with this organization, with this administration. That needs to change to change the future. That's what we need to find out about. I, now, we, yeah, of Iowa and the Iowa presidents need to find out about. Yeah. Um, let's see. Damien said student athletes do stupid stuff. That's true, but it still doesn't give a coach the right to do anything like what he is saying that he did. Uh, yeah. Ben said there's an Instagram post about it, very detailed, but the coach more than likely did wrong. It's probably super exaggerated. Again, who knows, like, if it started before and it affected the way that he was behaving on campus, you know, then you've got a whole different set of circumstances. It doesn't necessarily excuse the kid for acting the way that he did, but it doesn't excuse the coaches either. So, I'm I'm hoping that we get done with this stuff and, and nobody else has these issues, you know. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to read this stuff all the time. I'm just, I'm tired. We don't want these kids to have to go through this crap. No, we really don't. We really don't. We I, I'm hoping for a perfect world in which we play college football and that everybody's happy. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. Ah, uh, has anything broken in the last hour? Not that I've seen. Not that I have seen either. All right, that is going to do it for today's show. All you guys in the chat were fantastic. Thank you so much for jumping in and spending your Tuesday afternoon with us. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. It is very much we're, we're very thankful. We're very thankful every single day. If you would, do us a favor. Go and share the podcast. Share the show out with your friends. Tell everybody you know about it. Make sure you are subscribed. And if you missed the show, you can always get it on the podcast. Make sure you leave a nice five-star written review over at Apple Podcasts. That helps us out more than you know. We don't ask for money. All we ask is for about a minute of your time to go leave a review. That is it. So, with that said, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.